Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to back to her secret for her secret place. For those who do not know what the secret place is, is it is just an intimate intimate place where you can grow your relationship with God. Um, if you need some scriptural background, I suggest you to go to Psalm ninety one, which is a psalm of protection. And it talks about, you know, us finding shelter in the most high in God covering us under his wing, you know. All these things all these different things, all these crazy things are going on around us. Um you know, people all these things are happening in the world, but you know, despite all the things that are happening, including death, you know. He still protects us. He still shields us from all the hurt, harm, and danger. So, with that being said, I'm actually recording pretty early in the day. um, So I can um, make sure that I am honoring my word. I... um, Today is Testimony Tuesday, when I am sharing story times and telling of my testimony, whatever that may be, testimonies of like reviewing things or testimonies of different experiences I've had. Um, Today, I'm going to tell my salvation story. Um... Yeah, today I'm going to tell my television story. Um, next week I will talk about the first time I preached, which was very, very exciting. Um, and so forth and so on. But today we're going to talk about my salvation story. Everybody has a salvation story. Everybody has a a story of needing saving. Some more drastic than others. I know there are a lot of like stories out there on YouTube where there are like people that were in deep into sin, deep into the world and they were, you know, God Jesus had like this amazing encounter and experience with them. And I'm so happy for them. That's not my experience. That's not my experience. That is not my experience. But Everybody has their own salvation story to share. If you would like to, you can definitely comment and share your salvation story with us, and we will definitely read it. Um, with that being said, let us. I'm sorry. Let us jump in. All right, my salvation story. Um, I grew up in church. I grew up in church, so I am a church girl. Um, My rebellious stage or my, like, breaking out came after I got saved. Um, So, but regardless, I grew up in church. I knew, I knew about God. I knew who... God was, I know who Jesus was, I know about the Holy Spirit and so forth and so on, you know. 
you know, it was a car, you know, um, you know, for me and my house, the suit was her, I mean, as we got older, you know, she allowed us, um, to choose our own, where we wanted to worship and stuff like that. Of course, you had to get half away to get there, but, yeah. Um, growing up, um, I have seen and experienced a lot of that kind of very shaped who I am today. And I think that's the reason why I need Jesus, because only the Lord, I, I, I know this is crazy. There's a song, it's called Colossians, and I hold on to that. There's one line in, in the rap, one line in this verse, you know, the only, only the Lord could have spared me. So maybe the way I need therapy, the the Lord is the only one that could have spared me. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Like my life story is 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 very interesting and I think that's I think that is the reason why the Lord is who he is and and why he spared me because only 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 him. No therapist, no no doctor. No parents, no mother, no lawyer could have spared me any of this. But regardless, um, um, so I was raised by um my aunt who um who was a mother figure to me and my siblings. Um with that being said, I know I knew who my parents were. Um, with that, my biological mother ended up actually passing away from cancer. Um, in that time, I had just turned about 12, 12 or 13. Um, I was in sixth grade. I was in sixth grade, so I was, like, either around, like, 12. I want to say, I don't want to say 12. Um, I want to say 11. I'm going to say 11 because I was, like, I was 14 in ninth grade. So I want to say about 11. I'm going to say 11. I'm going to give myself 11 or 12. Okay. 11 or 12 and um it was a it was a very um big step for me um in year because um I lost my mother um I'm transitioning from being a child into being a preteen um I had surgery on my knees because I was not need. Um, so that opens you up spiritually. Um, I don't know if y'all knew at the time I didn't know, but when you're going for like surgery operations, your 
um, spiritually, you are more vulnerable because you can't fight. You can't fight off. You know, you can't fight as as much as you would as if you were fully equipped. So that with being said, um, at the time I was, I had been bullied and different stuff like that. And it was a whole lot. It was a whole lot of mixtures of identity and fitting in and accepting myself and at the time I also had some um learning disabilities that I was trying to always I always fought it. I never I never wanted to accept the diagnosis. I never wanted to accept what they were telling me. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I got it. I'm good. I don't want this simplified. I don't want don't treat me as I'm different. I am struggling. Just give me some time to to figure it figure it figure it out or understand it. Give me some time where I can make it click in my brain and then I'm good. Even to this day. Even to this day I'm like, give me the information. Give me the information and I will break it down. I will put it together so I can understand. If I can understand, if I can teach it to myself, then I can teach it to you. Then we're good. If I can teach it to somebody else, I'm perfectly, then I'm skilled. Then I'm skilled in the topic and I'll be okay. But with that all said, preteen. You got a preteen. You had a preteen. Yeah, I was a preteen at the time. I was a preteen, lost my mother, uh, trying to find acceptance, bullying, this learning disability that I'm trying to fight. It was a lot of things going on mentally and emotionally that I just wasn't, I just wasn't talking about. That I just really wasn't um, accepting of. I didn't, I didn't even tell um, my aunt about me being bullied somebody else uh uh a family a family friend had to tell her and I and then still I didn't even really fully admit to it but regardless um so I'm like you have this child you have a child who is being told and fed all these church cliches and things that you're supposed to say, you know, when people are going through or just saying daily, oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm blessed. Hot favorite. You know, you know, lying through your teeth. Because even though you not you're not okay, you supposed to fake it until you make it. That's how that's 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 what I was taught. You fake it until you make it. But regardless, regardless of um, 
regardless of the matter, there was just a lot, and I was just trying to understand, and I was just trying to, I was, to be honest, I was trying to understand, but I was also trying to fight for myself, you know? I didn't, I don't like people being mistreated. I don't like people being misused. Um, I don't like people being downgraded. And so I was just trying to find my voice and trying to find a way of saying people, I'm okay. I don't need help or I don't want help. You know, it got so bad. Um, I saw one of my friends at the time and they were trying to label her and say all this stuff about her educationally wise in terms of the teachers. And I went to the teachers and I spoke up for her. And they're like, oh, that's so sweet, but you don't understand. I'm like, but I do understand. I never, I never liked that. I hate, I, I and, and I am, a, I'm a teacher now, so I understand you know, we have to go by certain protocols. There are things in place um, that we have to go by. There are certain rubrics. We there are think there are checklists that we have to go down and evaluate our our students, our children by. But I hate putting these labels on kids because labels are sometimes they're hard to get off, especially if. Other students or other children see you place this student, this label on a child. It's very hard to get off, and so I never wanted that for my peers, and I don't want that for my students or my future children. And so, with that being that, I kind of like fought the whole situation. I just fought the whole thing with God because I'm like, you can't tell me. You a good God, and you're taking this person that's supposed to be here in this time. You're taking her away. You can't tell me you're a good God, and this is how I'm being treated. Yeah, you can't tell me that you you a good God, and I don't understand. You can't tell me a good God, and I'm being labeled as something that I'm not. I I just couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. I think I think what drew it home was my mother's death and um and how everybody was acting and different stuff like that and um somebody in particular made a comment that I that didn't sit right in my spirit and I didn't like it because um someone made a comment um of handling me as if I am a problem or issue and I didn't like that. Like I told you, I don't like being labeled. I don't like being labeled at all. I don't like to be addressed as an object or like an object. I'm not an object. I'm not a bottle, I'm not a jar that you can put a label on. I am a person who has feelings. I'm a person that experiences experiences. So I didn't like that. It was a a clump 
all the emotions running rampant inside of a teenager, preteen at that. Who was free, who spoke her mind, but didn't speak it enough. (laughs) Um, With that being said, I just, I did what I was supposed to do. But then sometimes I also fought the process. But regardless of the fact, um, we had eventually ended up going to this church. Calvary Temple. Yeah, we ended up going to Free Temple. And my cousin, he would go to the Bible studies. And so sometimes I would ride with him or whatever. I would go. And because I was older than my cousin, I was like two years older than him. I I eventually aged out of his his Bible study group. Um, I was supposed to go to a middle school group, but I couldn't find where they were, so I just ended up going with the the high schoolers. I mean, I was already mature anyway, so it was like no brainer, no brainer. Um. So I ended up going there. Um, I met the new youth, new team minister, or what was his title? Minister to teens, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I ended up meeting him. Of course, we hit it off great because I know how to play church. Don't we all? If you see me before and see me now, he has taught me how to do it even better. Okay, even better. I could, I could do, I could be a worship leader. I can do service. I can do everything. Now, thanks to that man. Shout out, Reverend Brace. Um, but regardless, I would go to the Bible studies. Not faithfully, but on a good occasion, I would go and stuff like that. I was, when I tell you I was good, I was good. Okay, we would do like Bible quizzes or whatever. And I was beating out those high schoolers like left and right. Like it was nothing. Like I could do it in my sleep, baby. Okay. But but regardless, that that ain't the story. So one day, he had um. They were like talking about um teen church, and getting ready for making people leaders and stuff like that, whatever, whatever. I was like, oh yeah, I'll do it. I've never been to teen church a day in my life. I was like, oh, when is it? It's on me. I was like, because at the time we had did. Uh, I'm so sorry. Third and fourth Sundays of every month. Um, I was like, okay, I could do that. I could do that. So one Sunday I went, 
I don't even know what the message is about. And I really, it really doesn't matter. And, um, not to all to call. And he was like, I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for, but God just wants me to tell you that he loves you. And that he cares. The way that I broke down. The way that I broke down and I cried. Because I was, I was just in a place where I was just looking, I was looking for identity and to be seen, but at the base of it all, I just wanted to be loved and cared for and seen and not seen for not seen as you know what the world sees me as but see me as me see me as who I am see me as this this young lady this this yeah this young lady who has a desire to learn more and has a desire to grow and all these great things. And plus, remember, my mother just passed away. The person who was supposed to be there and teach me and have these special bonds. felt like a part of me had had died too. I wanted more time. I wanted. I desired so much from her that I would never get. Even if she didn't, she wouldn't have passed away at that time. I was desiring things that she couldn't give me. But you know who could? Jesus. Jesus was willing and ready to give me what I needed. But right there in that moment, he was giving me the the unconditional love that I needed. And not just love, but also compassion. Compassion to say, I feel you. I feel your hurt. I feel your pain. I understand. It's okay. It's okay to be. It's okay to have all these emotions. It's okay. To think these things. Because a lot of times. You have these thoughts. You have them negative thoughts about certain things or certain people or whatever and they're like oh you shouldn't do that you shouldn't think that way oh you shouldn't and God said it's okay it's okay but here's what we're gonna do about it and that day I gave my life to Jesus and I never looked back now have there been moments and times where my faith has gotten shaky or 
rocky and I wanted to go back to my old ways and I black slid, of course. But I never went too far away. And thank you for listening to my celebration story. Um, I pray that this was a blessing to you. That for you to understand that it's okay. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to not understand. It's okay to question your identity. said it's okay to be human but with that but with that we have a choice to be more than just this natural experience but to be but live in a supernatural experience. We live in a a natural world, but we can live a supernatural experiences by loving and allowing others to love us. Um, There have been many situations, many times where, you know, things, life is going on and And all this person had to do was say this small thing or do this small gesture. And it made, it made me feel, made life seem a lot better. It made me feel a lot better in that moment. Um, He's not going to want me to tell y'all, but I'm going to tell y'all anyway, because I love it. I love it. Um, my, um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to even address him as that, but my brother in Christ, I love him dearly. Mm. Oh, I love him so dearly. Um, one time we were just, we were just kicking it on the phone, right? We were just kicking it on the phone and we were just chit-chatting and um what do you say actually actually we were just actually I was telling him some of my testimony my fuller testimony and um it's so crazy he was like he was like you don't deserve that He's just like, just, just at, it's kind of like in awe of like my resilience and stuff and how cruel this world can be to one single person. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. He was like, he was like, you don't deserve that type of treatment. You deserve better. Okay. He said that fast forward mm, a year, fast forward a year and some and some months. We, me and him hadn't spoken in a while. Okay. 
where at that point we were kind of at odds. We were at, we were at odds, and um, I I was out. I had met up with and with an ex, and situation came awry, arise and stuff like that, and just in that moment, I could hear his voice. You know, you ever, you ever, like, had that moment where, like, you're in a situation and you can hear somebody in the back of your head just saying, stop, kind of like that. I, like, it was just in that moment, I just heard his, I heard his voice in the back of me, and, and I just heard his his voice clear as day, like, like he was standing right there. He's like, you don't deserve this. You deserve better. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I, after I left that, after I left that ex, I left his house. I was in the car and I was on my way home and I was crying. I was in a lift, so I wasn't, like, blowing out tears, but I was just listening. I just had my headphones in. I was listening to music, just thinking about, just thinking about it over just like, oh, my gosh. This is what, this is what love feels like. This is what God's love feels like. It feels like, it feels like. Feels like a. It feels like a gentle. It feels like a gentle hug. It feels like a gentle reminder that you are worth the greatest things in this world. You don't deserve the crumbs. You don't deserve somebody's convenience. But you deserve the very, very best. I pray that that was a... That was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but I pray that this was a blessing on to you. With that, I will get back to you lovely people on tomorrow. Bye. And that's a wrap.